It's Friday night and the mood is right. Gonna have some fun. Show you how it's done. DGIF. All right, welcome to week 95 of the Two Guys in the Fridays podcast. My name is Steven. That over there is Travis. You okay over there, man? You sound a little a little horse, a little horse maybe. Yeah. Hey. I think uh <clears throat> My wife says it's congestion. You're still laughing at the horse joke? Because I said nay. I nay. My kid does the best nay. Yeah? Oh, yeah. It's good. It's cute. Um, Congestion, maybe. Like, when I wake up, it's kind of bad. Yeah. That's it. It's the time of year. I had some weird allergies yesterday. Um, what did we say already? This is episode 95. We're almost to number 100. That's cool. Um, see, I know that those are round numbers, but I'm more of like a... 104? 104 for two kind years. of guy. Yeah. Yeah. When we hit 500 or like 250, I'm gonna celebrate all of them. Sure, every every week's a, every week's a uh, success. <laughs> it's a landmark. Um, few things. Uh, thanks to Keenan for the theme song this week. Thank you, Keenan. Make sure you're following us on all social media. TGIF Cast. Go to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to that. Just search Two Guys in a Fridays. You'll get all the newest video uh, interviews as we have them up there. And uh, send us emails. TGIFcast at gmail.com. That's the way to do it. If you've got your own version of the theme song. Or anything else that you might want to send. All the stuff. All the stuff. Um, so if you're a first-time listener, we're a TGIF podcast. We go back. We watch the shows exactly as they aired 30 years before. We've been doing it now for... Almost 100 nine, episodes. 95 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we are in... Uh, what? When would these episodes have actually aired, Travis? Yeah, so these episodes would have aired July 12th, 1991. So that week, back on TGIF, there was uh, three reruns and one new pilot episode of a show, which is what we're watching today. But we're also going to watch uh, an episode of Dinosaurs that kind of fell in between TGIF times so we can yeah. get caught up when it comes back on. As close to caught up as possible. Um... So the other thing we like to do at the beginning of the show is look back, see what was... Go- I'm going to lose my voice completely by the end of this episode. That's all right, man. Get through it. Nothing else <clears throat> Nothing else matters except for getting this episode done. Yeah. Uh, we like to look back and see what was going on in the world 30 years ago. So I pulled a couple news stories. Uh, Boris Yeltsin was sworn in as the president of the Russian Federation. That's a big deal. People didn't really like him, did they? I have no idea. I don't think people liked him. Like, at least people in the U.S. I don't think people in the U.S. really like Russians for some reason. I mean, it was around... At that time, I think there was still a lot of that whole, like, there are an enemy thing going yeah, on. Yeah, that might still be going on. That still goes on. But I think back then it was... Because, I mean, you have to remember, in the late... In the 80s, and the early, like, 1990, yeah. 91, like, the Russians were the bad guy in every movie. Yeah, it was the yeah. Russians and some of the Chinese, because it was the whole... Like, you have been communist. watching a lot of Steven Seagal movies, too. Not a lot, but too many. Any, <laughs> any Steven Seagal movie is one too many. But... And I mean, they were the bad guys on MacGyver. They were the bad guys on every yeah. everything where we needed a bad guy. It was Russia. Have we had any bad China. Russians on TGIF yet? I don't know if we have. I don't think we have. There's not yeah. a lot of bad. What about no? Because that was like that was like mafia drug dealers on that Perfect Strangers episode. <laughs> I don't think no, so. maybe not. And we probably won't because now that transitions. To now like, the Boris is in charge. Now the boards, everything's everything's changed. Everything's all good. Now. I can tell you from the project I did last year, where I watched every movie from 1990, you could see a change. Where at the beginning of 1990, you still had Russian and 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 Chinese and communist threats, and then as the as communist Russia went away, it it went back to the old school. Like we don't have anything else, so now it's just corrupt cops and prostitutes on the street. And now we just have Russians like hacking our computers and begging for like 30 billion dollars in bitcoins. They're getting it. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, July 11th, 1991, uh, there was a total solar eclipse in Hawaii. Just in Hawaii? Like, that's where you could see. I, I did a little bit of research. Okay. 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 So, how often do you think a total solar eclipse happens? Well, I mean, I think one happens probably every few years in different places around the world. So, every 18 months, yeah, a total okay. solar eclipse happens. Sure. But the mean amount of time... The mean that a solar eclipse happens in a specific place. It's viewable from a specific place on Earth. Every 20 years? 400 years. No. Yeah. Because there's been multiple in... Total solar. Huh. That seems... The mean. So there were some some cities, it was like every 100 years. Somewhere like every 1,000 years. But like the mean was every 400 years. Well, we said that big one was like three or four years ago. Four years ago. Everybody freaked out about it. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. But that was viewable here. And then like... But we didn't even see the... You couldn't see the full eclipse here. Because of the cl- the clouds? Or no, no, no. Just because, because it, it wasn't viewable it in that wasn't, area. It wasn't complete. Like in okay. Virginia, it wasn't complete. You had to yeah, be, yeah. I don't remember where it was, but. Oh yeah, people were like driving cross country to try to hit the different spots yeah. and things like that. Yeah. I feel like somewhere in South Carolina, people were I going. think you're right. Because I know the next one is in like two years, two or three years. And I've already got a note on my calendar to make a hotel reservation in Dayton. So I can, Oh, so it's going to be viewable there. So I can go visit our Dayton friends yeah. and see the eclipse. That'll be fun. Yeah. Um, what about movies and music? What was number one this week? Um, so music is still the same. Rush, Rush, Paul Abdul. That's like five weeks or something. Uh, we are on week four. Yeah. Four? Yeah. I, I mean, it's a great song. I love yeah. that song. Uh, movie, we kind of talked about it last week. Terminator 2. Yeah. Judgment yep. Day. Watched it. Still good. Still the same movie it's been for the last 30 years. Uh, it's an awesome movie. Can't go wrong. Yeah. I'm so. a fan for sure. Um, so that that's movies and music. Birthdays. We have uh, our good friend of the show, Andrea Barber, had her birthday. Uh. On the third, so happy birthday! Did we Andrew. remember to wish her nope, happy birthday? I didn't. No, no, I didn't either. I'm Sorry, not, Andrew. But I, I saw some of her posts, and she had like a bajillion people who were like, "Happy birthday!" So I mean, sure it, it would have got lost in there somewhere. I'm sure she knows that that she's well loved. Maybe we'll say like happy five day later birthday to her today. Maybe. Um, and then on the on Monday the fifth, uh, Bruce Lenoli, who is one of the mm. puppeteers from oh. Dinosaur. So let me. It's actually a lot of things. So here's the list I've got. He does the facial motions for Charlene. He also plays these characters. Les, the devil, babysitter, judge, Ed, UFO host, announcer, Shelly, Dr. Ficus, Walter Sternhagen, Larry Stew, Mel Luster. Uh, and Mel Luster. Mel Luster. Molester. I hear you. Mel Luster. Uh, and it might have been planned. Buddy Glimmer, who I think we've seen Buddy Glimmer. He was the, the TV Is Mel show. Luster also the babysitter? Because that would be a problem. <laughs> okay. This is a family show. Uh, it looks like he does pop up on Perfect Strangers too at some point. I don't know whether he's already it's an older episode or a future episode. Maybe he's, he's doing a puppet there. He's a ventriloquist. Oh, well, I feel yeah. Like we saw one with a ventriloquist. I don't know. Maybe Balky brought in a puppet one time. I think no. I think it was like at one of the. Remember how they went to like a benefit a couple times? Yeah. I think yeah. We, I think yeah, we might yeah. have seen this episode. It might have been Full House. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, that's what I got for birthdays. Um, I was gonna say something, but I forgot it already. Was it so about probably not characters and dinosaur? Or, or oh yeah, I mean that's a lot of things that we can like look forward to, of, like these characters we don't know I, yet. Yeah, like, like I'm interested. Hmm, in I wonder the when the that's devil. gonna come on. And uh, I think we've seen Doctor Ficus sounds familiar. I think we might have. And like seen the announcer it. might be like the like the TV announcer, maybe. Well, yeah, like UFO host. You know, that's probably yeah. one of those shows that we that we see. Um, yeah, cool. uh, babies, dinosaurs, puppets. We good? I guess. Let's talk about some shows. So. I think we're going to talk about dinosaurs first. And this was a confusing one because this is the first one where Disney really makes it confusing because it's oh, not the like next, Disney Plus yeah, you're talking about. Because it's not the next one on season one of dinosaurs. It's actually the first episode of season two 
on Disney Plus. However, it is actually episode yeah, yeah, yeah. ten of season no episode nine. No wait wait. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, episode eight of season two. Now, did that clip show that's on Disney Plus ever air? Anywhere? It does air. It does, just yeah. out of order. Out of order. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why. And it's just clips from past episodes. I think it's. I think there's like a. Uh, I think there's like a guy from the future, like a paleontologist, who is doing the narration, like a human person. Yeah. And it kind of. I might. I might skip that one. <laughs> well, well, I guess I'll talk about it myself then. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, we, we talked about, we, we have Dinosaurs this week, new episode of that, uh-huh. and we also have uh, the pilot episode of Miss Jones. Miss Jones. Last week we did the pilot first, let's do Dinosaurs first. Dinosaurs first. All right, so the name of this episode is Career Opportunities. Um, after your theme song, you come back, we're at the Sinclair house. Mm-hmm. Um, baby's watching a show called Just Admit It and We'll Go Away. And uh, it's kind of like one of those like investigative type shows. Like true crime. They're talking about like uh, something violence going on because well, the there's baby like an just old keeps lady. saying well, there's violence. A, there's a there's a there's a I guess a serial killer who kills fifty dinosaurs, and they're accusing That's this right. this old woman, this like seventy eighty year old woman. I guess she can't be more than seventy two because then she would have been thrown into she, yeah. she would have been hurled into the pit. So we're gonna say she's seventy one. We don't know. <laughs> uh, they might have said, but anyways. So they're accusing her, Cora Dubois, of killing these men, even though she says she's in, or dinos, even though she says she's innocent. And, uh, and baby they, just likes it because it's violent, right? And, right. And they say they're not leaving until she admits to it. And Ethel's like, "Let's put on something a little less violent. Let's put on some cartoons." And of course, the cartoons are violent. Yeah, so. you don't see it, but you hear it in the background. All the all the violence. Uh, Charlene comes in. She had like a homework assignment to write a poem, and then she did about write her, a poem about her inner feelings. Yeah, but it wasn't about her inner feelings. Just just about like getting like watches and bracelets. Well, it was about and, her bracelet, yeah, specifically, yeah. yeah. And uh, how eventually she would sell it and get a house and <laughs> whatever. Um, dad's not paying any attention to her though. Of Neither course. is Fran. Earl and Fran are both checked out. But I mentioned I mentioned Earl specifically because Robbie comes in and he's like, "Oh, Robbie, you're here." Well, Fran does the same thing. Fran's like, "I made a special breakfast for you. Your favorite breakfast." Yeah. So one of the reasons why they're very excited for Robbie is we find out today is his day that he's going to meet the wizard to find out what his job is going to be for the rest of his the life. The job wizard. I figured this was going to be a Wizard of Oz episode. I think that that's the way they, I think that's what they want you to Because they were talking about like the road leading to it and like you thinking Yellow yeah, Brick yeah. Road and like going to see the wizard. But like he gets to this office and it's just a guy sitting at a desk. But the guy talks about that there used to be all the fire and the, uh-huh. and, the, and the special effects. I think that the intent is to set it up to be this grand experience. And then when you get there, it's really just some dude at an office handing out. Which kind of is like the Wizard of Oz, just a guy behind the curtain, right? It is. Yeah, yeah. But this had like no anything there was, around it. I mean, it there just, was no... No, I think follow just, this dirt road to this trailer. Go to this guy at this desk who's going to have a piece of paper. He's supposed to like look into your eyes and be able to like visualize what the right career path is for you, right. and tell you what it's going to be. So Robbie's all excited. He wants he to be a rock star. There, yeah, wants to be a rock star. Of course, Charlene's like, "You're not going to be anything." Mom and Dad think he's going to do something great. This guy, the wizard, he um, does his voice sound familiar? The wizard. I mean, sounds like all everyone. It was Jason Alexander. Oh, really? Yeah, not someone from Dinosaurs already, but no. Jason from Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so he looks at him in the eyes. Well, doesn't even do that, really. He just barely like, looks at him. He's like, "All right, your dad's a tree pusher. Your mom's housewife. Is that what housewife, she does? Yeah. And uh, you're gonna be a tree pusher. Here's your paper." <laughs> so Robbie's upset, of course. He, yeah. He's got all these aspirations of doing cool things, and uh, he's gonna be just like his dad, and knock over trees in the forest. I mean, someone's got to do it, right? Yeah, I guess so. So they go back to the house. Um, tons of decorations everywhere. Yeah, they're all getting ready for like Robbie's like return to find out what his job's gonna be and everything. Robbie gets home, 
He looks all sad. He kind of hands the paper over to Ethel. Um, he goes off to his room. Ethel and Fran start looking at the paper and Charmaine, realize, yeah, yeah they they realize that he's going to be a tree pusher. They're all like, oh man, they're upset. Not a tree pusher. Earl looks at it though, and he's very excited. He's, he's proud. Like, a yeah. tree pusher. You're going to do what your dad did. We're going to work together. This is going to be the greatest thing ever. But of course, we know that Robbie and the rest of the family are not very excited about this. They're not. Um, anything else here before we go to the job site? Nope. That was it. I, I did. So they have like a meal prepared and I really, I, I paused and looked at that meal. Yeah, because baby kept trying to eat it. I was really, really hoping that it would be one of the creatures from the, the episode last week. The... Like, like it would be General Chow or something. Oh, man. General Chow is my favorite so far. I would have, I would have thought it, I would have been so happy if it had been a callback to that episode and been General Chow. So they go to the job site. Yeah. Um... Earl's trying to explain to Robbie like why it's a good job, why it's needed, why we need people to do this, all that kind of thing, making him like hopefully a little more excited about this job. But then um, all of his coworkers are around just complaining, complaining about how much the job sucks. Not a single good thing. They just want to go home. They hope like a they tree falls die. on them <laughs> or something. I hope one day I wake up dead. Yeah. And uh, they can't think of anything good to tell Robbie about this job other than um, they don't have to be with their wife. So there's that. And then uh, you get to work with your hands. That's about it. That's it. They barely have hands. Um, Earl continues to try to explain why the job is important, but uh, Robbie just sees it as just this awful job that he doesn't want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Mr. Ridgefield, of course, he's uh, in his trailer. He's listening to what's going on, and he calls uh, Earl inside. Well, Oh, no. Earl knocks over a tree. Yeah, I think it's important. Earl knocks over a tree to show Robbie, like, the importance of what he does, and that's when Ridgefield calls Earl into the office. Yeah, so he calls him in. And he's mad at Earl because uh, Earl didn't get the roots of the tree. He only knocked over like the top three quarters of the tree and the left, left some a little behind. So he's mad at him. He tries to explain to him why it's important to get the roots. And he's going to have to come on the weekend and take lessons on how to get these roots out. Pull and roots. Uh, yeah, do that until uh, he gets it right. And then uh, Earl at this point starts to realize, all right, maybe this job does suck. Earl also says, "How it can't get any worse than this. And then Richfield hands him a, a flower hat. Like a Sunday, a Sunday flower hat. It's like wear this, and it's like this. I, yeah, I guess it's like a church hat it's with church like flowers hat. all over Absolutely. kind of thing. So we go back to the Sinclair house. Um, now they're watching uh, a commercial on TV. Commercial for alcohol. Yeah, just drink alcohol, and it's just listing every type of alcohol. <laughs> the more you drink, the less you forget. No, wait, no. The more you drink, the less you think. That's what it was. The more you drink, the less you think. Uh, Earl's just uh, sitting on like the recliner chair in front of the TV. I think he has the hat on. He has a hat. He looks point. like he's trying to find a dress to match. I thought he was wearing a dress. I thought he was first, wearing a dress Like too. a muumuu or yeah, something. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But um, Fran brings in some uh, lunch to cheer him up. And uh, I think there was some joke here. She like, says, I made your favorite thing. Food. Food. <laughs> just a plate of stuff. Uh, Fran yells at her at this point. Like, uh, was it more of like, get up. This is your job. You should be thankful for what you have. You it have, is. You have a good family. You have a job. Be- it is. It's very much like, what, you know, stop complaining about the bad things. See the good things. Get over it. Do your do do what you need to do. And after she's done yelling at him, we go into this little dream sequence too. I like to think of it as a flashback. I mean, he's dreaming. It's about definitely it. more of a dream, but yeah. So he's dreaming about his uh, what he wanted his life to be instead of being a tree busher. Right. And we find out that uh, Earl has always wanted to be a dance instructor, a dancer, teach classes. Yeah. yeah. So there's like this funny little flashback dream sequence of him like in a like an aerobics leotard type thing. Like was he in that or the rest of the class was in that? He he was more in he wasn't in the full on dance gear. He was yeah. more in the like kind of loose fitting. Like 
I'm I'm ready to dance, but I don't need to take it too seriously. I don't need to be that ready. Yeah, so a little bit of inside Earl there. We find out what he's been what he wanted to do his life before he was a tree busher. So from here we go to the job site. Um, Robbie is already kind of excelling at this job. He's created this rope pulley system that uh, makes the job a whole lot easier. He's transforming the, the industry. Uh, it makes it easier, makes it quicker, uh, more efficient, and uh, he thinks he's doing something great. And uh, one of the coworkers, or a couple of them come over, and they're like, Robbie, you, you, you really need to slow down. Yes. Like, uh, you're making us look bad. You need to work uh, less efficient. And uh, take your time, like take a donut break here and there, talk right. to some people, just these, don't do too much. These coworkers teach Robbie an important lesson that every person needs to learn. <laughs> is, is that you need a, productivity is important, and you should make sure that you are controlling that productivity to the best of your ability. In either direction. In either direction, yeah. yeah. So um, as this is all going down, um, Robbie's handed a donut, he starts to eat it. Mr. Richfield is listening and sees what's going on. Yells at Robbie for not working. Stop eating that donut and get inside. No eating donuts on company time. And, all, and the other two dinosaurs are hiding behind trees. Yeah, at this point. they just ran and hid behind trees. Um, so Robbie goes into Mr. Ridgefield's office. And uh, I think he's actually excited at this point. Well, like, outside like he's the gonna office, be able to before he things. goes in, Robbie says, look, aren't you overreacting? Like, it's not that big a deal. Wouldn't it be a better workspace if you were kinder to listen, took people's you know opinions into consideration? And that's when Richfield says, come in here and let's talk about it. Don't and, tell me how to do my job. Well, Robbie does think he's, that he's making advances. And then, yeah, Richfield says, don't tell me how to run this place. So we go to a quick scene back at the Sinclair house. Um, Fran is waking up Earl and uh, to tell him that Roy has called and uh, Robbie is in trouble at the uh, job site. And Earl, of course, freaks out, jumps up and runs off to he, go to the job site. He thinks that Robbie is going to get eaten by, <laughs> by Richfield. Richfield, yeah. yeah. Um, so we then see Earl arriving at the job site. He talks to Roy, he talks to his other coworkers. We find out that, um, he's in Mr. Richfield's office and, and I mean, Earl thinks it's done. Like he's already been eaten at this right, point, right, right. but, uh, he does go follow Robbie into the office to see if he's okay. Yeah, he does. So Mr. Richfield's still yelling at, uh, Robbie Earl goes in and, uh, tries to defend Robbie about like all these decisions and everything and everything that he said. And, uh, Earl tells, I think Earl tells Mr. Richfield here, right, that uh, the job wizard might have been wrong. Yeah, he basically says maybe this just isn't the place for Robbie. Yeah, he sees bigger things for Robbie. He sees a better job for Robbie. He doesn't see him as a tree pusher. Right. So they take Robbie back to the uh, job wizard at this point. They do, and the job wizard is has another, I guess, client or dinosaur that he's meeting with a young a young woman and tells her that she's going to be scraping gum off chairs. For oh, the rest what of a great life. job. Yeah. Um, so they go and they first go in and he's like, job wizard, you need to, you need to fix this. And then he's like, take a number and go sit down and like they leave and then come back like when their numbers call and he says the exact same thing. And, uh, he's like, nope, it's already been done. You can't do it. He's a tree pusher. And then Earl slips him 50 bucks and he's like 50 or 15. I thought it was 50. That makes more sense ish, but well, it doesn't matter really either no. way. But uh, he just gives him a blank. Well, I thought 15 was funny because it's such a low number. Yeah. But, like, that's all it took. 50 yeah. is a little bit more of like, uh, 50 is, you know, you're, you're greasing some wheels. But uh, The job wizard gives them a uh, blank job certificate. Yeah. Like, here you go. Just do whatever you want. Although there was something on it. You could see, like, oh, I didn't through see it. it. You could see through the paper that there was something on it. I really want to know what it said because mm. I bet you it was, like, something funny to make the actors laugh. Yeah, yeah. So um, he gets this certificate and Earl... Um, 
there was a conversation between Earl and the job wizard. Here. Well, when they when he first comes back in, the job wizard says, you know, you're you're a tree pusher. That's what you're gonna be. I wanted to be a dancer, but I got you know I got assigned to be the job wizard. So. And then before Earl leaves, he's right. like, "Did you really want to be a dance dancer or dance instructor?" And then uh, we go to the house with the Sinclairs, and uh, Earl and the job wizard are now uh, dancing, dancing in the living room. A whole little like dance routine they've got together. Yeah. Um, Fran and maybe Charlene. I don't know if they both applauded, but at least Fran did, and uh, they danced to the credits, and that's the end of the episode. I had questions about okay the job market in. And dinosaur land. Like, if you're assigned, like, this is the job that you are assigned. You can't do anything else. Like, are you guaranteed a job? Like, do they have to hire you? Do they have to hire you? And if they do, then why why does Mr. Richfield have so much, like, fear over the the guys Hmm. if we say so? Like, why can't they just be like, you have to, we're here. You can't do anything about it. This is what we've been assigned to do. Deal with it. Um, I think Mr. Richfield understands that. You do, yeah. But he's still, but they're still scared of him, be, just because he might he might eat them, or yeah, yeah. Okay. That's what I think. And then it just seemed kind of easy for Robbie to get a new job. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think the job wizard cares about his job. That's why. That's true. But yeah, that's, that's all I got. That's dinosaurs. Um, then we get into uh, this new show, Miss Jones. So yeah, we talked about it kind of briefly, how it might be similar to another show, and it is. You know, I, I kind of I feel like I got it wrong. I feel like this was more akin to Dad's a Dog than okay. than High Life. It's a little of both, though. Maybe. Um, we will play the theme song here. We will play the theme song. It could happen to you. Your best laid plans could all fall through and turn out. Kind of right. Do you know who sings the theme song? No. Who was that? It is the uh, the lead star of the show, Christine Ebersole. Oh, really? Yeah. And what's interesting too is I looked up. I tried to f- see if it was a sh- if it was a song, right? Uh-huh. And I couldn't find it. So I'm almost wondering if she wrote it and performed it. She definitely performed it. Um, not sure. And she's done some Broadway stuff. Like she's, she has. Yeah, she's okay. won two Tonys, I think. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So there's that. She's got some singing background or yeah. something. But you're right. The song is kind of you know it's it's fine, but it doesn't it's not one of those like it's not a, it tr- almost seems like one of the theme songs that could fit on other shows it does it's 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 not a very it's not a jeff franklin tgif theme yeah song. yeah um but it, it does have kind of that's that genericness to it that a lot of the theme songs do so before the show starts uh well talk about the theme video too real quick so there's a lot of clips in here that are not from the pilot which is interesting because usually like when we have a pilot episode, we know it's only going to air one episode. Right. All the clips are from that episode. Or something generic, yeah. But they like, I guess, I mean, I don't 
I don't know if this was from other episodes that were recorded or just they recorded clips to kind of fit together for this. Because most of it's like different clients coming into the office. But you got to think too, they, so yeah, it's it's her meeting with different athletes. Yeah. But a lot of these are kind of like specialty actors. They're not people that you would just have around the set, you know? Yeah, like a giant got, basketball player. You got player a guy who's like seven five, and you got a, you a got couple a, gymnasts in uh, there. And a, a, a jockey who's like, you know, under five feet. Yeah. So like people that you have to hire specifically to play those parts like it definitely seems like like i know we this only airs one episode but they had bigger plans for this one i think sure i mean i think that hope that's the hope with any pilot but what you're saying is they might have filmed other episodes something like i don't know some of these pilots i feel like they knew that it wasn't going to go past a pilot before they even did it like what steve Uh, most of them my life (laughs) so uh commercials the first commercial break uh lipton iced tea and pull-ups just two commercials that one so we get into the show um Miss Jones or Thea, you can call her either one. Thea, Althea. Ms. Yeah, Jones, she's got yeah. some names. Uh, she's blow drying her hair, getting ready for her first day. We find out this is her first day at this law firm, like her first day at a job after finishing law school. Correct. Yeah. And she's uh, divorced. This We find some of this stuff out through later, but she's divorced. She has one kid and uh, she's like 40 something. Previously a teacher. Previously a teacher. Um, just starting in law after like 40 years. And it seems like this takes place in Cincinnati. That's, oh, okay. Yeah, that's I didn't even the, get the city. That's the impression I got. Okay. So, um, yeah, she's blow drying her hair. Uh, her son, I didn't even get his name. Spencer. Spencer, okay. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like quizzing her on different sports stuff because she's not a sports fan. She right. just uh, happens to have gotten this job. And he's asking her like nicknames and like facts about stadiums and stuff like that. And she doesn't know anything. Nothing. Um, she, let's see, we talked about that. Um he also complains about his breakfast is cold and she just like takes the blow dryer to his ego waffle and tries to heat it up for him. They're trying to set up the whole, like she's just busy single mom and she is, she's a, you know, a busy working single mom. Um, and then he kind of goes off and she kind of like pumps herself up. Like, all right, this is it. This is, this is my chance. We're going to do this. Let's go Thea. Let's go. And, uh, then we go to the, uh, to to the the office, office, right? And we meet Miss Mayo. Miss Mayo is, um, from the, the game of clue. Oh yeah, I don't know. There's, oh. It just sounds like a name of somebody. Included. Yeah, yeah. Miss Mayo and who office. is Miss White? Is there a White? There's a Miss White. Yeah, yeah. Is it just Miss White? Or I don't. Know. They're all. They don't think any of them have first names. No, but they're all like Professor Colonel. One there's, of them. There's is, one Miss. Is it Miss White or is it Miss, Miss White. Violet or something? No, that's. It might be Miss White. So not important really, but you can look it up. Miss um, Jones rides to the office. She meets Miss Mayo and Miss Mayo like. I don't know if she's just being smart with her at first or if she's just kind of dumb, but like, I feel like she goes like quickly through this change. No. What change? Where so she was like trying to be polite or something. And then like Miss Jones says something to her and she's like, all right. Oh, Miss Mayo. Yeah. Miss Mayo is a weird character. And yeah. She's very hard to read because she is, she knows, she knows what's going on. Like yeah. she, she's very aware of what's up, but she's also, but she'll ask like uh very literal. Yeah, like Miss um, Jones, Theo, she'll ask things and she'll be like, oh, it's over there. Well, it's in that room. Well, it's by the yeah. table. Like, really wants her to ask the specific question of what she wants to right. know and not give her the answer that she knows that she actually wants. Right, but, right. But then at some point, so I'm like, maybe she's just kind of dumb and like doesn't know what she's asking. Or she's being a gatekeeper and just say, like, not giving yeah. any more information than she absolutely has to. All right. So, Miss um, Scarlet. Miss Scarlet. So yeah. is there a Miss White? There is, but I'm having trouble. Yeah, there is also a Miss White. Ms. Oh, it's Miss Scarlet. Miss Scarlet, Mrs. White, Mrs. Peacock, and then the dudes. 
So all the girls are Miss and Misses. Yeah. And all the guys have cool names. Professor, Colonel, Reverend. Hmm. There's no Reverend, is there? This, this is Reverend Green. And I don't think it's Reverend Green. It's, I'm looking at... This is... Movie or board game? Board game. Huh. All right. This might be like an original... Like the original... People. Yeah, maybe. So... This one says Mr. Green. She's trying to get uh, like prepped for her day. Like find out like what's going on. Like where the offices are and stuff. Um, she ends up going across the hall to her empty office. She's got a box of her stuff. All her stuff, yeah. Um, she runs into uh, Mr. Johnson. Getting off the elevator. Um, she tries... Er- Ernie Hudson. Yeah, Ernie Hudson. Important there. Um, it appears like he's a client. She takes him into the office. He's dressed in like of... athletic clothes, so it's a fair assumption. Yeah, she um, takes him to the office and tries to like say that she's like, well, she wants to meet all the clients, figure out what their needs are, that kind of thing. She's just trying to do... Do her job and a little extra even. And he introduces himself as Evan Rude Johnson. Evan Rude? Evan Rude. It's a weird name. What a name. I know. Um, so, yeah, they're talking a little bit. Uh, she, he says, uh, so you're black, right? And that what he, <laughs> he said, yeah, I mean, he's looking at her. She's, well, I mean, not, she's look, not black. She's white. Look at your name. Like, I thought he was blind at first. Like, <laughs> oh, maybe he's a blind athlete. But then he's like, look at your name. Like, and it says Althea oh, Jones. And yeah. he thinks it was a black name. Which is, it was a weird thing. She's like, nope, I'm not. I'm white. I think that to really, this scene is. This scene sets up something later in the episode. Right, this scene makes no sense by itself. It seems very awkward and odd. It definitely ties back to a scene at the end, but I think by then that scene is so far removed that you just, that connection is is missed. And he asks her if she's Jewish and she says no. And she tells him, uh, you know what? I actually don't know anything about sports and, uh. This is where he reveals, well, I'm actually not a client. I'm here just to fix the air conditioning. So here's the other thing about this is she knows the name of the, the law firm that I'm, I'm getting ahead of ourselves, but she knows the name of the law firm. I don't, I didn't write it down, but it's something, something and Johnson. So there should have been a little bit of Johnson's a common name. It is a common name. It's very possible that the custodian and someone that works as a partner in this law firm is na- last like name is Johnson. Johnson's the partner and the custodian is his like nephew. Yeah, sure. That sure. Makes sense. You're Why right. Not? You're right. That makes sense. Um, so yeah, he she finds out this guy's just here there to fix the AC, and like there's some jokes about like balls and like not knowing sports and stuff like that. Yeah, she says I like round ball. Yeah, like which Facebook is referring posts. to basketball. Sure, it's like every Facebook post in soccer that made by a non-sports fan. So then we go um, into this meeting, right? Right. Uh, for I think there's a quick uh, exchange with Miss Mayo where she's again. like, "Where's the meeting?" She's like, "In the conference room." What's the, where's, where's the, the conference room? It's a, yeah, it's and I'm not. It's we're like, not where's even giving, the table? We're not giving this justice, but yeah, this is Miss Mayo giving her. I was kind of tired of Miss Mayo, like this scene. She was okay. So she finds the uh, the the conference room. She goes over there, and uh, we first see her meet with this dude that just looks like the biggest douche like ever. <laughs> Like blonde hair, like mini ponytail on the back of his head, like talking all cool and like flirting with her too at this point. So his name is Rob. Rob is a junior Rob, partner. Rob, okay. Yeah. Rob admits that he is a man of the 80s, which is is basically- He co- says he's sensitive is why well, what he says. Saying you're a man of the 80s is in or the early 90s is basically code for, I I like women and I think that women have their place in, in and it is not- to be equal with men. Oh, okay. Like that is that is entirely what I'm a man of the '80s means. That's what you think he was trying to say. I, I, I know that's what he was trying to say. Like, I feel th- like that he is, was that trying is, to show that he was sensitive no, by being a man of the '80s. I'm not making that. Like that is literally code in the early '90s for okay. I am the misogynistic character that is going to treat you like a woman and not like a like an equal. 
Um, so they talk about like, uh, I don't know if the other guy's coming at this point, but they're talking about a client who accidentally cursed on camera, right? Yeah. So Larry walks in. Larry is also, I don't know if he's a partner or he works at the law firm. Um, and he, he, he brings up Doggy, Doggy Dolan, who is this client that, that was doing, was supposed to do a commercial, basically supposed to be like, I'm going to Disneyland. And as he was saying this, fell into the dugout, and instead of saying Disneyland, started cussing. On but it, was it live TV? It was. It was live. It was TV. live TV. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, do we find out that he was drunk at this point, or is that something later? We don't. That's later. We don't. We never know if he is. Well, I guess we can. We can assume. Yeah. No. There's enough. Around I think it's it. a fair assumption. Yeah. yeah. But you're right. We don't find that out right here, though. So they're talking about this. They're like, "What should we do?" The, the boss is saying this, right. and she steps up and says, well, have we talked to him yet? And, <laughs> and everyone kind of looks around like, yeah. uh, At this point, we've got a whole table full of, of just attorneys. Lawyers, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Unnamed. So no one's talked to this guy about what's happened, what's going on. I think the big deal is like he might get traded and lose all these sponsorships and lose a bunch of money because, right. Uh, right, right. because of what happened with this uh, commercial or whatever. Yeah. So the boss, uh, do we have a name for him? Buddy. Buddy. Buddy Ryan. Buddy tells her, well, it's up to you now. You talk to him. You figure this out. Uh, I'm going to leave it on you to fig- to see what's going on with uh, with Doggy Dolan. Is that what we said? Doggy Dolan. Doggy yeah. Dolan. Yep. Um, he also says that he's uh, really impressed with her. Like uh, he, read her, he read her resume and uh, sees that she went to this school, which he was wrong about. Sees that, he did, that she did this, which he was wrong. Like all these facts he doesn't even have right, but he's saying that how impressed he is with yeah. her. She went to. She ended up going to Loyola Night School. I think he said that she went to Stanford. Stanford yeah. um, he says she graduated top of the class, and she doesn't refute that. So I'm assuming he that's says like, correct. Was it a small class or something? Oh, like that's that. right. Yeah. And then, uh, and then you taught a math class, and she's like, "Oh, it was English, but uh, whatever." Yeah. So um, yeah, he does tell her that she is the perfect person to deal with Doggy, which is uh, where we leave her at this point. That is correct. So then we go back to her house. Um, Spencer, her son's excited that Doggy's coming over and uh, they're kind of like getting things ready and then the doorbell rings and right. it's Doggy. As soon as Spencer an- answers, the door opens it though. Doggy just like, is like slurring his words and then just passes out. I didn't catch the slurring the words part. You're right. I'm not, but I didn't catch that. So I was like, why did this guy just fall over again? Like, it didn't make a lot of sense why, but I, he wasn't talking clearly. Okay. And and you're right. Um, It just didn't connect to me there. And I was like, is this guy just... A klutz? Because at this point, we don't know anything Yeah, else. he just falls over outside. The That's door. all we know. Yeah. And then we go to a commercial break where we've got like the longest commercial break ever, I feel like. <laughs> was it? We had commercials for... Just, was it because you really wanted to know what was going on with, with Doggy? <laughs> and you were just like, I can't wait to get back. No, it's because we had commercials for JCPenney, Red Lobster, FDS Deodorant, um, Misty Dog, or Mighty Dog, Minute Maid, and a 2020 episode of The Ugly Side of Beauty. All in one commercial break. Sure. Um, so we get back to the house. Um, they're pouring coffee for Doggy, trying to like wake him up, make him better, get his hangover. Um, this is where we start with. to kind of find out that he is he is a drunk. Yeah, and I mean, this is a long scene. A lot of talking about like um, that he's upset because he's being traded, and this is where we're like, okay, maybe he's drinking because he knows now that he's being traded. But I do think that the drinking started before that; that it was going on with like the commercial I think and that's everything. Clear, yeah. Um, we also find out. I don't know if, how much of the conversation you want to talk about, but like doggies brought all of his stuff. Well, that's an important part. Yeah. We find out that he, he's like, I got to go, let me go get my stuff out of the car. And Thea is. Yeah. Like, Spencer comes back with like all of his, everything he has, all of his luggage. Cause we find out that, uh, the boss 
Bob, what did we call him? Buddy? <laughs> Buddy. Buddy told Doggy that uh, you're going to go stay with uh, Thea for a while. Hang, hang low. Um, clean up. Clean up. Get your act together. And then we'll figure out what the next steps are. Exactly. So, um, yeah, and he's going to be there for a couple of days. She doesn't like that she was surprised by this. She had no idea. Yeah. yeah she's she's pissed off. But there was a, a lot of talk here between the two of them trying to figure out what's going on. Right. So we go to the next morning, which this is weird, too. Did you? All right. So this this shot opens with a pair of cowboy boots and then pan up to these like legs. I thought it was a woman. I thought oh, he yeah. has really nice legs because I was like, is, is this going to be Thea? <laughs> when and did he's you watch walk this? in on her yesterday? Okay. I was like, is he going to walk in on her like making breakfast? But then it ended up being doggy. Yeah, he's just wearing boxer shorts and uh, cowboy, and cowboy boots. boots. Yeah, uh, like washing the dishes or something at the sink, looking out the window. I think or he's trying to like make that. breakfast or something. So, yeah, he Thea comes in, and uh, for some reason, he has no idea what he was happened. Drunk. Yeah, but I mean, you he, don't remember anything. If you blackout, I, I don't yeah. get drunk. Yes. So if you're blackout drunk, you don't remember. Anything. But he wasn't blackout drunk. He was having conversations with her, like that, sitting in the living that's room. Blackout. You can still, you you can be a conversational blackout drunk. He drank coffee though. Doesn't that fix everything? <laughs> no. No. Um. So dog, this is where the real con. I, I said it was earlier, but this is like this really, is where the meat of the yeah. yeah. So they have a conversation about his life and his career and uh, like having a hard time like being in front of people and like not getting appreciation and like not having a relationship and someone who loves them and all this stuff. There's a lot going on with doggy. It is. He's, he's got a lot, a lot of issues. And, uh, he mentions like the drinking stuff on like how that's become a problem and like with the commercial and like everything, like he, it's just ruining his life. Yeah. So yeah. that's like kind of taking over and she tells him, look, you're a jerk. Um, <laughs> You need to get everything straight. Um, she doesn't like light. Look, it's you have problems. This is tough, but you got to, if you intend on being successful, you got to move past it and yeah, get it together. It's like you just got to keep going. Yeah. And uh, at this point, too, uh, her son Spencer comes in with like five neighborhood kids where I guess, him. yeah, they paid him to like see Doggy at their house or something. And they're like, he doesn't have clothes on. I don't believe it's him. Yeah, what is that about? Like, they don't recognize this guy. They're, they're they like, him in his, in his baseball. They're uniform. big enough fans of this guy to pay. To see him in his house, but they're not big enough fans to recognize him when they see him. I'll be honest. There's a like if you're going athletes, like in general, uh-huh. baseball team athletes. Yeah. Like I could probably pick out like uh, and current athletes, no one probably. But like if you're if you're saying like the New York Yankees or something, like back in the day, I would have been able to pick out like Jeter, A Rod, and Judge. And then after that, I don't. I couldn't tell you who any of them were by looking at them. I don't disagree with you. My point though is, would you pay to meet somebody that you didn't that you didn't know yeah, well maybe. enough to re- really? You'd be like, if I, I like the team, but I want like, to meet the shortstop for the Yankees. If and, the Yankees are my team, but yeah. then you're gonna know what he looks like. Not necessarily though. If they're your team, like if you're, I mean, what's your? Can you the name? team that I follow the most is probably the Eagles. I was right? gonna say I could probably like sh- looking at their face, I could identify like five of them. Maybe. Really, and there's like sixty people on a football I was gonna team. Say, there's a lot more people on a football team. But you're right. I still, that's fair. I don't know. If, but if they were in uniform, their name helmets. and their number was on. They also it? wear helmets. Though. Yeah, a little different than baseball, I guess. But yeah, they move fast. They they need him to prove that he's uh, doggy or something because right. they can't tell. So uh, I think Spencer throws him an apple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, watch him throw this apple or something. And uh, my voice is almost gone, gone. So Doggy, doggy <coughs> takes the apple and he's got this pitch that he's, he's famous for, the, the Scroogey. 
Uh, so he's going to throw Spencer a screwdriver. Now, mind you, he's only like 10 feet away from him. And this is a in ma- the kitchen. In too. the kitchen. This is a major league pitcher who's probably, used, what's it, 60 feet to the from the mound of the, the plate? I don't know. Um, anyways, he throws it and it goes sideways and through the window, breaks the window. But, but everybody believes him. I think the pitch threw like it was supposed to throw. No, because he's upset that it's off. It's upset that the pitch oh, okay. did not throw like he wanted. Not upset to because he broke a window. But the kids believe now that it is doggy and they pay they pay Spencer. Um. So yeah, he breaks the window, then he cries. Well, that? yeah, because he's ups- he, his upset. Pitch because is off, his pitch is off. Everything's off. Nothing's working. He's upset. and then doggy goes upstairs. Doggy goes upstairs. <clears throat> yeah. So um, from here we go to back to the office. Back to the office. Correct. Um. There's another conversation with Miss Mayo. Like another like. The well, same she thing says, "Is Mister is Mister Ryan in his office?" And she says, "No." And uh, she says, "Well, do you know where he is?" And she says, "Yes." <laughs> and then she says, "Well, where is he? He's in in, in the men's room." So Thea goes in the men's room to talk to Buddy about about Doggy. Yeah, she just barges right into Walks the men's right room. In. Doesn't care. I mean, there's yeah. only six people that work at this office. Anymore. And the rest of them are men anyway. So it's like. So she's first mad at not knowing about what was going on with Doggy. Getting surprised that he was delivered to her house or right. whatever. And then um, <clears throat> she's just having a conversation how like she's just not happy with all these surprises and like what's going on. How she's being treated at the job. That kind of thing. And then... Uh, Ernie Hudson steps out. Well, before, before that, that, Buddies basically says, I don't really care because I didn't hire you anyways. Oh, yeah. Someone else hired. Someone else hired. Out. Yeah. So this is where Ernie Hudson's character, what do we call him? Evan Rude? His name is, we're not calling him Evan Rude. His name is Evan Rude. I mean, that's what I'm calling it's him. It's like a wrestler name. Like Malachi, to the ring. Malachi Black. <laughs> Evan Rude. So he steps out of the bathroom. We find out he's the one that hired her because, uh. He thought she was a black woman, which this is back to the beginning. This of the is episode. the reference. This is why that scene happened. Like, oh, before. Althea Jones she must be black. Just so looked let's at her hire resume her. and said, "Yeah, let's do it." So yeah, he hired her. Uh, we find out he's not a client. He's not the janitor, but he is one of the partners at this right. law firm. And uh, she tries to quit here. And he admits he straight up admits that the only reason he hired her was because she was a woman. Yeah, yeah. which I mean, sometimes people they do that, you know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if the resume's good, I guess that's fine. So yeah, she. Pretty much quits. She like quit. she says, She's I'm leaving. Yeah, she I'm walks out. Um, they're talking about Doggy and that whole situation, and uh, find out that she told Doggy to quit baseball, which is what we think he's doing, right? right. Mm-hmm. And uh, as she's getting ready to get in the elevator to leave, Doggy shows up and tells them, "All right, I'm going to quit drinking. I'm not going to quit baseball. I'm going to quit drinking. I'm going to get my life together." And it's all because of the uh, everything that she told me, the conversation we he's had. He's going back to Betty Ford. What's that? It's a it's a rehabilitation clinic. Oh, okay. It's like the most famous like alcohol rehabilitation clinic, especially back in the eighties, nineties. And uh, he kind of hears the conversation about her quitting and everything, and like he's like, "Well, I don't work for you guys, and uh, she doesn't work for you guys, so now I want her to represent me." So right. she's like, he wants to move over to just uh, Thea taking over, and uh, all he wants is uh, everyone to respect him. Yeah, and then. Uh, she kind of like gets thrown a ball from. Uh, he, yeah, he tosses her the ball, and then so her box has somehow gotten to Miss Mayo at this point. Miss Mayo hands the box and basically goes through the down line the of all the all the partners until he gets to her, and she just smugly, goes back into her office, right? Yeah, and tosses the ball. She's like, "All right, I guess back. I got your top client, and we're gonna go back in here now." God, I hope that's not their top client. He's, I mean, I hope that they've got somebody better. He might be a big deal. That seven five basketball player. Doggy might be throwing strikeouts every night. Okay, throw a Scroogey in the kitchen. All right, so I thought this was the end of the episode, but apparently it's not. No, there's more. Like, there was some credits, and then another commercial break, and I didn't write down any of the commercials because I thought it was over, and I didn't really care. 
But there were these commercials for this show were not that good. Not like last week. Last week we had some good commercials. Now I remember that pull ups commercial. I remember the kids specifically and I, the song for that pull ups. I commercial. do. I agree that pull ups commercial. But who like who cares about a pull ups commercial? It's not nearly as fun as Pizza Hut, McDonald's, you know, things like that. Those were what during dinosaurs or no, during the pilot? No, we don't have commercials for dinosaurs. Oh yeah, so that was during uh, uh, Bells, of, Bells Bleaker. of Bleaker. Okay, yeah. so all the advertising. I wonder what times these aired. You know, I don't. Like I bet you that was an earlier time slot, and this aired later. I think it was nine thirty. I think they, this they, one. I think the both? pilots they aired both. Late. Okay. Yeah. So after this commercial break, we come back. Let we me do see get, what my chart says. Okay, we do get a quick Bell's little. Possibly aired at nine, and this possibly aired at nine thirty. All right. I mean, Best I can see knowledge. different advertisers. So this final scene, um, Spencer and uh, Althea Jones. That's her name, right? Yeah. yeah, Althea Jones. They're in the kitchen. Um, Miss Jones. She's, uh, I guess, uh, Spencer's showing her how to first hold a baseball. He's and then teaching her how to pitch a Teaching scrooge. her how to throw the scroogey. And uh, she winds up for the throw and ends up going backwards and breaking the same window that uh, Doggy just broke. In. They got that window fixed fast. They did, yeah. Uh, and then that's the actual end of the episode. What'd you think of the show? Um, I don't know. I didn't love it. I liked so here's here's a couple of notes here that I would say so I I like the idea of it and I like the idea that there would potentially be a different athlete every week I think it'd be cool if it was yeah. an actual athlete and not yeah. necessarily oh, an actor okay. I think this show didn't make a whole lot of sense for TGIF yeah to me this seemed more along the lines of like Perfect Strangers which I think as much as I love Perfect Strangers is kind of not really where TGIF moves towards in the future okay um, I think it, it and I do think the later epi- the later Time slot shows are a little different than the early time slot shows. They are. Like the 8 and the 830 are much more family than the 9. But if you look even at like the future of TGIF, it still is more kid. And I would say when I was a kid, I turned it off usually at yeah. 9, 930. Like I didn't watch the last episodes all That's the time. That's fair. It just didn't seem like a good fit for TGIF. To me, it didn't seem like it fit well with TGIF. What's the actress's name on this? Christine Ebersole. She's great though. She like, is. I mean, I mean her, she's she, funny. She's got a, an, a great career. I mean, she's been doing comedy for SNL, decades. right? Yeah, SNL. And I think she's Emmy nominated for some shows. Yeah, like I said, two Tonys on Broadway. So, I mean... I don't know. I don't know where in this, where in her career this fell. Was this really early, or is this like uh, after doing some stuff? Well, you got to think. I mean, the the SNL. No, I mean this was like middle because SNL middle. was early '80s, and I mean she's on. She's been on a ton. Of she had already stuff. done a lot of stuff before this. Is yeah, what yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like there was a big gap on the quality of acting. Like you had her, sure. and then the other ones were like. Eh. You, so basically, you had her and Ernie Hudson, and then everybody else. The son wasn't horrible. He wasn't. He actually had a career. He still is acting. He has a career. He was on an episode of Boy Meets World. I think one of the big problems was the uh, her coworkers. The coworkers. Like I think most of them sucked. <laughs> I wonder too if it had been a different because the whole alcoholism thing is a bit of a serious topic. To run as your pilot. To run as your pilot. Yeah. If yeah. it had been a little bit more silly, like he had four girlfriends or something like that, or like something that you could have could have made a little bit more fun with. Or he it's, slipped on a banana peel while filming the commercial. Well, and gotta, now his arm's be, broken, got, so he can't yeah, uh, pitch baseball anymore. Something that's a little bit more easy to make fun of than alcoholism. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe. Don't know. Maybe. Maybe we'll dig into it a little more one day. Possibly. But, uh, yeah, that's our TGIF for this week. Uh, like we said, dinos and uh, a new pilot. What do we got going on next week? I know there's a possibility of an interview next week. We might week. have a guest next week, so we'll see. I don't want to, We don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, sure. but possible interview. And then first episode of Hi, Honey, I'm Home, um, which I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about. This is the one that we've got six episodes of that ran on TGIF. Oh, okay. Um, the, the whole premise is it's like a family. I, I, I'm going to get this wrong, and obviously we'll clarify next week, but... 
family from sitcom 50s, 60s is in the future, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. black and white, it's color. I think the cool part for me personally, because I really love guest stars and crossovers, is that every episode has a different, like, his, like historic sitcom <laughs> legend. So we'll see who it is, but, you know, people from I Love Lucy or, or The Brady Bunch or... Green Acres, things like that. And this like is directly that. where WandaVision stole all of its ideas from. I don't think, I, my guess is that WandaVision. The more you that. talk about it, the more it's WandaVision. But it's not, I mean, yes, I understand that idea. But you're just saying that because it goes from sitcom, black and white to color. But also how it directly is a different sitcom the first few episodes. Yeah, but they don't have people from those sitcoms on it. I mean, they're all dead. Do you think WandaVision ever saw? Do you think WandaVision ever even saw this? Show? Do you think Matt Matt uh, Shackman was like, you know, I really want to base this on that show, High High I mean, Emerald. he it's was TGIF. working on TJF at yeah. this time. Well, he was, he was like, a, he was a couple years removed, but sure. I, I don't know. I think he was like, Wait, remember that show in '91? It was I in bet development. You, no one remembers they were, it. They were going to cast me as the kid. And I and bet I could did. make it superheroes, and people would love it. <laughs> and they did. I bet you that's why Max Jackman didn't come to the 30-year reunions because he didn't want to get like found out. You think that's why? Yeah. That's the only reason. That's why. the only reason. <laughs> he didn't have anything better going on. Uh, yeah. Thanks to Keenan again for the theme song this week. Yeah, thanks, Keenan. Follow us on all social media, TGIFcast. Emails at TGIFcast at gmail.com. And uh, we'll be at AwesomeCon in awesome DC. Con. Oh, we have uh, the date. We didn't have the date last week. It's the Friday of Awesome Con. Friday, the so, 20th. You want to check it for sure? I, I do. I do. Okay. Uh, it is the 20th. So August 20th, 545 is when it starts? Yeah, something like that. The official program's not out yet, but they've it let is. us know. They released it oh, it is on there. Yeah, okay. they released it yesterday. So, I mean, you can buy a three-day pass and do stuff all weekend long, or you can just buy a day pass and come see us on Friday. Yeah. But uh, whatever you want to do, I mean, we'll appreciate it. Yeah, we'll be there. Um about an hour, 545. We'll do some sort of live show. We haven't definitely put down exactly what we're going to do. but uh, Yeah, we got to figure out what's going to fit into that 50 minutes. We, I mean, maybe we'll just talk about an episode or two. Who knows? Yeah, we'll figure it out. All right, man. Anything else, Steve? No, that's it. All right, have a good week. You got it, dude. It's Friday night And the mood is right Gonna have some fun Show you how it's done TGIF TBA Podcast